0: You did it, you did it competitively. Like, so you're experiencing something different than somebody who hasn't done it competitively. Same thing for video games, I guess. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know. There's such a thing as an e-sport, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the definition of a sport is any like activity that you do professionally that if you told somebody that like you do it as your job, that they would have sex with you even if they weren't a fan of it. <laughs> like that's like you know or you know to be unproblematic um would be impressed like if, you, like, if you tell somebody, like, you're a professional bowler, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I want to suck your dick. So oh, okay. Well, we're, <laughs> where does Tiger Woods fall in this hierarchy, though? That's what well, okay, we're going so to that's, like, that's So, okay, this is going to get, like, too deep into it. That's situational. Like, he, as like Tiger Woods, like, transcends the boundaries <laughs> of his sport.
2: by being like
1: the most famous person I don't know what is he
2: like Tiger Woods also he is Tiger Woods also exclusively has sex with white women and that has a big thing to do with it he looks he looks black enough to be interesting to them but Asian enough to not be considered threatening and so white women (laughs) fall over on that shit all the time and that's Probably okay for me to say because i am asian i'm black and asian so i can say
1: that and y'all can't <laughs> you can say whatever you want dude no <laughs> one cares like stop me I, I honestly i feel like i'm losing my fucking mind you wanted to do a bit of a like a a brief recap of the 2020 race so far so why don't we go right into that and then we'll move into like I, that that'll be the, the overarching theme of this episode
0: like give give us like what did you like what's what's been happening give us some updates all right. Uh, well, so uh, I guess quickly, I just want to say that we're gonna come. We're gonna talk about Bernie out towards the end, and uh, it'll probably end up running long, and it'll probably get pushed into some bonus stuff. Uh, we're gonna but, go.
1: It's, it's gonna be a great go organic. Don't worry about it, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but basically, twenty twenty, what we've seen so far is. Uh, I think what most people were more or less expecting, but even more virulent and less uh, self-aware than I think a lot of people expected. But there's going to be... There's there's several factions forming that are going to make everything very difficult. And I think we're going to get into a little bit about what that means later. But essentially... What we have right now is we've had all the rollouts, all the major rollouts, except for Joe Biden so far. So anybody who has any sort of a chance is already announced basically at this point, barring some sort of celebrity, you know, miracle candidate type thing. Don't uh, expect it, Biden to run, though. Yeah, I, I I don't expect Biden to run. I think uh, it's much more in his interest just to let it float as long as he can, raise some money, do some events and and disappear rather than risk losing yet again, instead of retiring as a VP and having all of his claw, his, you know, have all his skeletons come out. And so for like, despite his polling, that's why I'm not going to be talking much about Biden going forward, uh, other than maybe a caveat about how he affects the races. If he does join, uh, That's fine. Uh, Biden's a weird cap-toothed
1: loser. So let's go.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, we got Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina are going to be the big elimination states uh, followed by Super Tuesday. That's generally how elections run. Uh, What's changed this time especially is that we have California moved up to Super Tuesday. So that changes some things versus old political calculus probably seen some various coverages around the media about what if we've watched any corporate media about oh Bernie has all these problems and he does have some problems going forward but really what we have to look at uh, as far as electorally beyond the policy specifically but towards the the electoral side horse race stuff that I generally don't like to talk about is uh Uh, those, the states that I mentioned. So what that means is we have, uh, Bernie in first, Kamala in second, and third place is going to a variety of candidates. Uh, you know, fourth, if we count Joe Biden at the top of these and what matters the most going, like going through 2020 is going to be, uh, which, who's gonna finish where in those states and right now it's looking that bernie's gonna sweep those three and uh, if the announcements that we've seen so far are any indication of what the grassroots movements are gonna look like uh the support despite polling seems to be behind bernie with uh what he just announced uh 10 million dollars in less than a week and uh from three hundred fifty-nine thousand donors and 40 percent of those coming from new email addresses Millennials probably have new email addresses since the last election, too, so that's probably not quite as good as it sounds. But uh, Kamala came out with 1.5, and uh, 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 the rest of the candidates uh, did even worse than that. And so there's going to be big money going into those states, and uh, Bernie announced that he's going to basically, since they announced so early, he's going to be going on a different tour, uh, marking some other cities before that. Those That's really what's going to matter going into 2020, and uh, I'll let you guys get in here, and then we can... uh, cover a couple of other things anyone who denied that
1: bernie was coming into this race you know automatically in first place because he had a huge sort of ground team already and a a huge movement already behind him for better or worse was kind of like you know lying to themselves Mm -hmm. uh you know bernie for better or worse i think has his best shot at winning the presidency uh this year i mean not this year 2020 you know he's out earning and outperforming pretty much every other candidate Every traditional
0: uh, uh, metric that we, we would use to measure uh, an election, not that they usually start this early, he is leading, continue.
1: Of course, and I mean, I think that, like, really, you you sort of, you compare that to the the coverage that he's getting. Like, like oh, Bernie's, you know, like, I, there must be, I must have seen at least, like, three or four articles, most of them in the Washington Post again, where it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, Bernie's time is gone, like, he's flashing the pan, like, you know, go home, old man, you know, Kamala, mm-hmm. you know, we're all behind Kamala. It's like, that's all bullshit. And I think that, really, if Bernie manages to pull it out, it's going to be kind of it's gonna be kind of a reckoning for like the relevancy of traditional media outlets in terms of like how relevant they are to actually winning an election the first sort of shot at that was the trump election right you know like better or worse he didn't he didn't really have a lot of positive media coverage from traditional sources you know except for you know i guess even really fox news until towards the end when he was running but like up until like the end it was negative coverage in all traditional sources you know Wall to wall Native coverage Still one uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Went from having Like no media coverage To basically being You know The most famous Politician in America But I guess Besides Bernie Sanders And you know Hillary Clinton Barack Obama Etc um, Overnight Without any media coverage Just like sort of A social media movement And you know If Bernie were to Pull it out in 2020 We would all have to sit back And have a real conversation About okay well Maybe the relevancy Of outlets like The New York Times And the Washington Journal or I mean the Washington Post And the Wall Street Journal And CNN and MSNBC and all these places that kind of denied him a spot, you know, a place in the spotlight are not irrelevant, but their relevancy is overstated. Like they've been trying to overstate their relevancy to Mm -hmm. us in order to like sort of better justify their
0: position as kind of tastemakers in our society, politically speaking. Um, Well, and and people often say it's like, well, if I can't find your opinion in one of these reputable uh, sources, then obviously your opinion must be ill-informed or wrong or both.
1: Well, I mean, we know that the in Wall Street Journal, we know all these outlets have like ideological leanings, right? I think for the most part, calling the media liberal is a mistake, right? Most media outlets are centrist, right? And by centrist, I mean they're pro-status quo, they're pro-establishment, you know, they're willing to sort of play both sides of the aisle in order to give the illusion of, you know, being unbiased, being neutral. And more often than not, they, and also like they pretend to be, apolitical. Uh, publishing a more variety of opinions, you know, more or less having a being big tent outlets, they pretend as though they have no explicit ideology, but it's like your ideology and this is a true about all ideological actors or institutions, like your ideology is less about what you explicitly say it is and more about like the range of opinions you allow to be part of your Outlet, right? You know, like if you say we don't have an ideology, but we publish articles ranging from the center left to the far right. In the case of the you no know, New, uh, New York Times, you know, especially the op-ed section, and apparently also the crossword section, since they're, since they're publishing slurs, <laughs> they're just publishing slurs now. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Uh, you know, like then that's your ideology. Your ideology is more or less the spectrum of you know center left to far right. You know, with I guess if you. Want to have a median there it's like somewhere around i don't know right ron paul whatever it's like that's your ideology like you're not apolitical you just have like a you just skew to the right uh but of course like you know the, the narrative that they're apolitical um you know more or less so we're, like we're dealing with the issue of their relevancy right now too uh you know as, and I also don't want to like. I guess I'll foreground this point. Like Bernie, like, you said Bernie has some problems. Bernie has a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I mean, like, okay. Yeah. I, mean, I guess a lot. A I guess lot. a lot is to put it strongly. Um, like he has. A few, few big, big problems, problems. Yeah. few big ones, and then he has a few that are over overemphasized,
0: right? Like the things and there's that some overlap there, like in that some of, some of his big problems are critiqued in very non-constructive ways. Continue.
1: Well, some of his like small problems may or may not be indicative of some of his big problems, and but the the problems that the left has, like the far left, you know, has with Bernie Sanders, are not the problems that people are writing about in New York Times or Washington Post no it's like because like the problems that we had that we identify with him are problems that like every Democratic candidate is either worse on or just as bad so like they invent fake problems to deal with Bernie Sanders or like, like fake controversies yes.
0: Yeah, so like uh, we'll go into more about the, the the town hall recently, but there was a question about Venezuela in the town hall, and essentially the reaction from the center 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 right uh, Twitter was, you know, why didn't he call Maduro a dictator? They're not concerned that he's being, you know, that he's being too critical of in, in the Venezuela or too critical of, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're concerned he's being too critical of supporting the U.S. coup rather than he's not or that he's too supportive of it so he he's getting it from both sides for his position and uh i don't know whether it's more of an electoral strategy more of uh his personal beliefs or a combination of both i mean i look at some of the old footage and it sounds like it would be a much easier decision for him to say no and he said you know against military intervention but i mean we're going to have to talk eventually about what it matters and because of the other point that you raised in that the, the critiques that people have from the left is someplace where the, every other Democratic candidate is worse. And so what do we do with that going forward? Well, I guess I'll let dare go because I have my thoughts on But
1: I'll let Adair go first. I know he to talk about it. Just real quick before we get into that, I kind of want to mm. also give my recap of what at least
2: what I see coming up in 2020. I think you have two candidates. I think you have Bernie Sanders versus Kamala Harris for the nomination I think Kamala's probably going to win her home state of California. It's going to be a close race. I wouldn't expect it. I would expect Senator Warren to drop be one of the first to drop out. Warren, uh the abusive boss I can never remember her name. They're just they're just they're just there as filler right now. But so this comes Klobuchar. down to Bernie versus, thank you. This comes down to Bernie versus Kamala and what does that look like, right, going forward? But just speaking of
1: Yes, that <laughs> right, looks like that's like fucking hell. Right, the reparations question. Not for me. I do give a Continue shit. And well, I don't
2: know, I'm sure we'll get into that later. But um, to speak specifically, what you were talking about just now, Bernie does have Bernie, in my opinion, has a lot of weaknesses. As as since in 2016, I think Bernie, in fact, benefited from not being covered by the media as much, and here's why. What I, wa- I watched the highlights of this town hall today. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, I watched some of the videos and I listened to him flub on Medicare for all. It's a good program, but the way he describes it is not what it, he should be doing. He should be calling it a national health service instead of just saying, well, Medicare, we need to start moving forward and actually like hashing this out and describing what it is. And he didn't do a great job of that. He does not do a great job about talking about race. And he really, in, in, like in particular for me, what is, what is disqualifying for me is anybody supporting regime change, and the problem with Bernie's language on that, and where you brought up, bring up the question, Richard, <clears throat> on whether or not you know that's his actual position or if it just comes from you know trying to be electable. Look at what his advisor said today. He's calling, saying that um, Maduro is a dictator on Twitter, something like that. Like the people advising Bernie. Are advising him from an American imperialist standpoint, and unless he's willing to denounce imperialism, unless he's willing to denounce this coup attempt, unless he is willing to come out against American interventionism, as well as trying to repair the damage that we've done to the global South and other countries that we've in countries and places that we have colonized and destabilized, then he's going to have a really hard time. And that's just that that's the, that's the long and short of it. Because he's trying to play the middle of the road foreign policy thing here. He's got. He's got good plans for domestic policy, which for me just isn't good enough. And I feel a lot of young people on the left feel that same way because it ends up being, well, why not just vote for Kamala Harris? Right. Like, why not just vote for somebody like that? Because your plans abroad, in my opinion, color what you're going to be doing at home. So if this is Bernie's true position. It's untainable. And he's going to have a really hard time moving forward.
1: Well, for, first of all, A, you don't vote for Kamala Harris because, like uh, – who puts who puts hot sauce on their fucking greens? Nobody. That's not, that's not a thing people do. To be uh,
0: clear, I am not <laughs>
2: planning to vote this election. So far, like I'm probably not going to vote in the primary. I'm probably not going to vote in the general. And I was a Bernie delegate last in 2016. I just want to make that clear from my perspective.
1: I, plan, I mean, I plan on voting. I There's a lot of time for people to change my mind or who I'm going to vote for. You never know what's going to happen. Like, Bernie could come out and decide that he's, like, I don't know, a gamer or some shit. And I'd be like, okay, well, that's, that's it for that. Uh, like, the moment <laughs> Bernie fucking Sanders makes a goddamn, like, Fortnite uh, joke, I'm done. 100%. It's like, I'd rather him support regime change and support, like, fucking, like, not do, like, the, the Fortnite dance on CNN Town Hall. 100%. Um, but no, like, so I disagree with both of you. Like, for me personally, it doesn't matter whether this position that he's holding, on, and I'll not even add AOC into there too because her position on Venezuela has been shit too, right? Of garbage. all the, the, of of all the Congress, all the people in Congress, all our politicians out there right now, the person with the best position is fucking Elon uh, Omar, right? Like one hundred percent. Like her, the, the
0: right, position like
2: she had. I like Tulsi Gabbard's position on regime change. I dislike her.
1: Love affair with drone warfare, but I do appreciate that she's against regime change.
0: Uh, she's got tons of other problems. Stupid, continue.
1: Yeah, supposed to is a fucking meme candidate. She has a lot of problems. um True. like the, she's her, not. Also, her, she's, she's not electable. So, she's not going to get yeah, so, so like her. So like no. her stance on regime change and interventionist and interventionism is not based in any kind of like pacifism or like view of sovereignty of other countries as being re, you know something we should respect. It's based in her like not wanting like it's based like it's sort of like an affection for like actual soldiers. Like she doesn't want soldiers to die so like that kind of informs us for like useless bullshit which i guess okay whatever you know it's better than nothing but like her like that's why she's pro drone warfare she's not like she's not like in favor of like peace she's just <laughs> exactly. she's like she's not she's, a pro-peace she's, she's, candidate and I, which is why which is again why i'm not currently
2: i'm i'm not voting for anybody but her her stance is on i'm talking specifically her stance on regime change
1: it's something that i, yeah, I can back that that's true. I mean, like, honestly, it's just, like, people just, People like her, because, like, a lot of trolls like her. Like, Michael Tracy likes her. Michael Tracy liking her makes me sort of, like, wary of her. i will just be 100%. Um, well, ben because makes like her. Things... Ben yeah, but, like, fan. like, Ben, like, those people and, like, I respect some of them. <laughs> I respect some of them some <laughs> of the time. Uh, like, I respect some of them some of the time, but none of them all the time. Like, they all have, like a trollish mentality about certain political things and so like they like they're willing to reduce her entire foreign policy or rather Tulsi Gabbard to like the shallowness of her being anti-intervention, despite what that might mean, like at, despite what that's rooted in, because like, like also Rand Paul's anti-intervention, right? Like so, like mm-hmm. the, you know, like she's no more. she's like she, her you know her position on like a, a foreign policy is more akin to like a Rand Paul than it is to like let's say an Elon Omar, right? For lack of a better. Because we don't we don't have we don't have a lot of non-intervention right. <laughs> non-intervention
2: <laughs>
0: politicians. So you know, I'm really I mean, sort Barbara Lee like, was in uh, was like praising uh, Madeline Albright recently. It's like I mean. I I, there's nobody left like, I mean, like, point. no offense, but, like, Ameri- like, American, like Americans, like, and people on the left,
1: and, like, just the like, people with, like, decent politics in America, we're we, like, we're bereft of people who we can really support in our government. So, like, mm-hmm. anytime someone does, like, one good thing, people are like, oh, yeah, got him. It's just like, it's like, but like, you don't have to be consistently good. That was like, what I was going to say about Tulsi Gabbard. It's like a lot of these people who, like, like Tulsi Gabbard, like, they like her, A, because, like, she kind of upsets people for some reason well because she's a hindu nationalist or whatever um right and b it's just like because like they're very they're very acutely aware of foreign policy being the weakness of most of like the good left candidates in america like foreign policy is like everyone's kryptonite because for the most part despite you know, people being more or less left on economic issues, including like racial economic issues, like people like the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being able to kind of weave in race and gender into that narrative better than Bernie Sanders does, which I think we can all agree on that, right? She can weave Mm -hmm. in those things together Uh better than Bernie Sanders can, and hopefully she gives some pointers on that coming up. Um, But like, by nature of being, I don't know, American politicians, they still succumb to more or less American exceptionalism, which is just an imperialist narrative and Mm. they also succumb to this like essentially a neoconservative position right neoconservatives are a group of people like they definitely exist but like neoconservatism is a widespread belief people have because even when i'm arguing with people like about about fucking venezuela online it's just like well why don't you call maduro a dictator it's like well because if i call maduro a dictator the next thing you'll say that we should overthrow him because like the position that most people in america sort of like start from is that we have the right to violate the sovereignty of other countries Mm. right Right? It's just like so. The moment you give anyone a reason to say like, "Oh, well, this person is bad," the first thing they'll say is, "Okay, well, then we should violate the sovereignty of that country because, like the because like the starting position is America has that right to so, like, and that's when people, that's when people talk about like, oh, you know, open borders left the open borders left. It's like, well, technically, we don't have closed borders like globally speaking. We have like yeah. an asymmetrical sort of like semi porous borders. Like borders are open to capital and borders are open. W- like, and we violate the sovereignty of other nations, but we demand that other nations respect our sovereignty. So it's, so it's not about like, oh, the world has closed borders now and we're like and we're talking about opening borders it's like the world has semi-porous borders now and we're talking about well if we're do if we're violating other countries you know a we're talking about fact that, like borders borders are a myth and they you know and they are predicated on violence you have to have them you know you have to be violent you know they have to have a military enforced borders and b we don't really respect any countries other countries borders anyway but we sort of act you know fucking ass mad when anyone like vaguely violates ours it's like if only fucking American politicians get gave it gave as much shit of a shit about like flint michigan or like mm-hmm. democracy in america if they do ask democracy in venezuela we'd have a very different country but what they don't it's like you know there's no fucking oil in the state of georgia so we can't spread democracy there uh, no. No. but no i mean i was gonna say so i guess to go back to all was thing it's like i really don't care if this is like uh an ideological thing or pragmatic thing on the part of Bernie or AOC, because that's what I heard too about like, especially specifically AOC's like refusal to come out in public support of Elon Omar. It's like oh well she might want to run for president one day and like you know AIPAC is too strong right now uh, and I guess I'll just say for right now like Elon Omar did nothing wrong she said nothing wrong and that's not necessarily true. Like she was incorrect about like the specifics of it. Like AIPAC is not the only sort of moneyed interest lobbying for America to allow Israel to fucking do... Crimes against humanity. It's like
0: yeah, you the also military have industrial complex. Sure, has more influence, so you, in, like, or like as much. Continuing, yeah,
1: you have military-industrial complex. You have like weird far-right Christian evangelicals who want all the Jews in Israel because that's a sign of the rapture. And then you know, like, it's so like that's your like your moneyed interest. And then you have APAC too, right? Like that's your mm-hmm. moneyed interest. So like her insinuating that APAC is a lobbying group, which they are, right? So like they do so they do <laughs> lobbying was <with> like fair, <laughs> but it's only part of the story. And I guess. The The other part where she's kind of wrong too is that, and this, I guess, this also sort of. Uh, attaches to our conversation that we're having about neoconservatism in like Venezuela is that, frankly, it's like, it's not just about money, right? Maybe at its core, it's about money, but you got to realize that a large part portion of American neoconservatism, which is, again, something that everyone believes in, is like predicated on this idea that the world is just safer when like America is fucking doing shit. Like, like the world is safer yeah. when America's occupying co- countries, when America is like you know when our military is being kinetic so like constantly engaging in actions when there's an American military based in every country when we're engaged in like drone warfare like, like the world is just better when we occupy it right that's sort of like a central tenet of American foreign policy and like the underlying racism of that is like brown countries are dangerous and they just require the constant yoke of like America and like fucking the west to keep them you know under control and that's just a lot long-standing colonial narrative, right? Of course, underlying all of that is like, oh, they have resources, they have money, you know, we can develop there, like, we want that stuff. But, like, that's just not how it's sold to, like, the people. People don't conceptualize that way. They conceptualize, like, oh, like, well, A, you know, we gotta spread democracy. Like, we gotta spread human rights. And if if those two things fail, if, like, if the democracy argument and the human rights arguments fail, then it's like, okay, national security. Like, we need to, we need to invade... Uh, you know, spin the wheel of countries. Like you know, I, guess, I don't know, like let uh fucking Yakko do his country like, his, his thing to all the countries and just like just pause it randomly and see where we land on. Like what Djibouti? Yeah. yeah. Like national security depends on invading Djibouti yeah and and so like, like people just believe that like, they, they believe like that's like an american right to just invade countries which is why you really can't give them any kind of leeway when it comes to, like oh well because if, if you admit it like, like if you give a mouse a cookie like if you give an american a fucking reason like, like, they, like they'll invade like, they'll invade they'll invade like, they'll invade, <laughs> they'll invade. <laughs> it's, like that's uh oh. but no I, I was i guess i got off track again but i was gonna say it's, like it really doesn't matter like it doesn't matter if it's out of like pragmatism or ideology because ultimately This might make people fucking upset. It's like you're only as radical as you are on your largest platform. Like, uh, like I know, so, like, some people find it fucking cute when, like, Chris Hayes comes on Twitter and, talk, and, like, and drops, like, you know, like, leftist slang and then, like, he goes on, you know, then he goes on um MSNBC and just, like, spouts, like, you know, spouts the uh, pro, like, pro uh pro Guaido fucking rhetoric. It's like, I don't find that cute because, like, I don't, like, I don't think that he's a secret radical. There's is no such thing as a secret radical. It's mm-hmm. like, there's no such thing as a secret radical. You're only as, ra- like, being a secret radical is for you. Like, you know, like, we the, the re- re- engage in politics to affect change publicly like not to like make ourselves feel better about who we are on the fucking inside that's like that's for your fucking wife to do like i don't care you know like, it's still, <laughs> yeah, not I mean, to the be mean but comes to mind like you're not like that you're not who you are on the inside you're what you do right you know like you know yeah. good about performativity and all that other sort of identity shit but like it's, it's what you do right you're like you're not like you're like you're not who you are with your friends and like you know your, your politics are, like your politics are like what you are saying like in like on msnbc like and so like that to me is. Just like people, like a political revolution in my mind is not like just adapting the same rationale that liberals and like conservatives have for like their dumbass politicians for hours and like oh well we can't have accountability because what if the other guys win like no we can't you know we can't criticize them properly because what if that makes people not vote for them it's just like well you know we have to like the buck has to stop at some point right it's not just sort of it's not just sort of adapting and like mapping those exact same terrible like the exact same terrible tendencies of our political culture for like the far left It's for, like, actually engaging in a more, you know, reasoned form of politics, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you're right. And so for me, that brings up
2: a point that that I've, I've been wanting to talk about, right? And especially, and it's really good because we're talking about Bernie's shit positions right now, is the fact that there's a fucking Bernie cult. Like, there is, and this is, I guess that's my turn to be the bad guy today. Bernie fans are fucking ridiculous. And we're I, all and the I ba- we're all
0: the bad guy. We're just, this is, this is <laughs> oh, the yeah. bad, we're all the fucking bad guy. <laughs> I'm gonna be the closest to the nice guy, and it's just like cause that's
2: just because that's how I am. like Bernie Sanders. Has a literal fucking cult. I, anytime you lob a legitimate critique at Bernie Sanders, you are branded as a hill bot. As as, some, as a hate, like there's just so much vitriol that goes towards you. So many people are willing to overlook shit positions that literally cost people's lives, right? Mm. Like Bernie's Bernie's position on Venezuela will cause people to die. There is no if-ands or buts about that. That is. That is what it is. And if you're not willing to reconcile that and and get after your favorite candidate because, well, you know, you just you're just being mean because you just secretly don't like Bernie. You're not a big enough burner. I'm like, Bernie's not a it, politics, is not a fucking sport. <clears throat> this shit is not like it's not a game. It's not for you to sit here and pick a favorite politician and root for them no matter what they do. If you want to do some shit like that, go watch basketball. Politics isn't for you. And so there needs to be a a legitimate reckoning with some of these Bernie folks with the the cult of Bernie that he's not perfect. A lot of his positions are trash. And like I said, I watched the highlights of his – I watched the highlights, right, of his Mm -hmm. town hall today. The way he speaks about Medicare for All was not great. It was really – like it was really bad. Like you need to sell that – you need to sell that program better. Wolf Blitzer was able to push him and Wolf Blitzer is fucking trash. He was like, well, what people like his their- trash.
0: Oh my God. He looks he so like, scared. People, tonight. Like, their-
2: people <laughs> like their private health insurance. And Bernie was just like Medicare for all. And I'm like, you need to explain what no. the fuck National Health Service is.
1: Explain no what likes- the fuck that is. No one likes their private health insurance. Exactly. that's what Bernie said.
2: That's what Bernie said. But like explain why your peep. plan is different from that. Like explain why a national health service is important for those reasons. Like Bernie's Bernie's track record there is trash. Bernie's record with, like, and the other thing that pisses me off, and this comes from white people in particular, I don't give a fuck what Bernie did in the fucking 60s. I don't give not two games nor fuck. What is that I mean, nigga doing right
0: now? It, it's good he wasn't wearing a KKK hood or posing don't, in black. I I don't give a shit. The, what is he doing right now? It, well, it, I mean, I mean,
1: Richard's not good. wrong. There's a there's a lot of blackface came out in the past five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> they, thank God, you know. Thank the God
0: for is, small the miracles.
1: People, the problem, <laughs> problem with that though
2: is people are saying, "Well, look at how look at." He no, did this, I, I this absolutely one thing in the '60s, and I'm like, that's, no, I agree. Not, that's not
0: enough. Like that—that's not. What is he doing right but,
2: now? I, I mean, so he I, needs I to even... get better with these
0: things. That's the playoff of Brandon's. I, just I, like any I, any little thing is is celebrated, but continue.
1: <laughs> no, I I mean I don't even care what John Lewis was fucking doing in the '60s. to be Perfectly honest, mm, it's right? just like, like people you. always talk about like John. Like I don't care if John Lewis was marching with fuck. Like what has John Lewis done? You know, recently besides sit down for gun violence? Like what the exactly? He didn't wake up enough
0: for nobody to whip his ass this time. It's
1: like yeah. John Lewis has been. I'm be mean, honest, John Lewis has been coasting on shit for like the past fifty years. It's like no one remembers how John Lewis like challenged his challenged his op- opponent to do a drug test, no one, no one sucks about that shit, huh? Like, really? <laughs> John Lewis is a narc. It's like like anyway, but at this point, you know, I agree with you, right? But here's I'm gonna push back a little bit. It's like there's a cult of Bernie because there's like because that's just uh, an intrinsic part of our political like culture right it's like our society like our political culture is a primarily just like a fandom it's like people don't know how to engage with politics and political actors and politicians as anything other than like celebrities and fan culture and by that i mean people are taught to like supplant their ego with the politician in a very kind of i would say apolitical like politics lasts like personality first way i do think that when it comes to bernie it's like you know his personality and his politics kind of you know like there's a bit more overlap there than someone with like fucking hillary clinton or like kamala harris but it's like this particular bad habit still exists and what i think makes it kind of worse on the left and like in certain situations is people's insistent that it doesn't exist right and i think this is true about pretty much Every part of our political spectrum, you know, more or less in our society where people are absolutely sure that the like the personality traits that they are that they are identifying in their opponents are the result of their ideology. So I guess you call it ideological reductionism. Like they're a the result of their ideology and not just like uh Whole, like an intrinsic part of our culture, right? So that people are absolutely sure that like racism is a Republican thing, but it's not a Democrat thing, and like and socialists or whatever are sure that it's absolutely a liberal and Republican thing, but it's not a socialist thing. But They're really, not it's Yeah, yeah, whatever. But it doesn't make whatever. a difference. You, it can sometimes you. Know, so I mean, sometimes even if they are socialists, right? Sometimes, like sometimes people could be like the most fucking oh, yeah. ardent Marxist in the goddamn world. The my larger point is, or even Congress, I'm talking about Bernie. Point, I'm talking about Bernie. I'm talking about him. Yeah, uh, of course. AOC. Of course. I not mean, fucking <laughs> socialist. Uh, of, of course, right? I mean, that, 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 for me, like huh. that, like that's not the point is to, to talk. But I agree with you. Mm. The point is, like, like these are American things, and unless mm-hmm. you're like you're willing to like acknowledge that and that truth of the matter. Okay, well, you know, for, in the case of Venezuela, it's like that's a neoconservative thing, and neoconservatism is an American thing, and so unless you acknowledge it, that, that's the it's West, like, it's, it's hegemonic, right? It's, it's, it, it seems like common sense. Like the starting position for everyone in our society is that, like, hey, America is a good actor overseas, and it has the moral obligation to basically fuck shit up. And <laughs> like, unless you're willing to acknowledge that, like, hey, you know, it's, it's like Angela Davis, said, like, those things being like not racist, it's like you got to be anti-racist. It's like like you mm-hmm. like those things to be like not like you know not imperialist, you have to be anti-imperialist. And you have a lot of people who are absolutely sure that their. Ideological leaning, or like, or their race, you know. Ideological leaning or ideology, ethnic, an identity that whatever part of the identity that they feel proudest of inoculates them from, you know, whatever bad shit that they recognize in people who don't have that identity, and they refuse to be reflective about it. Like, hey, you know what? Like, racism is not like a thing that you know poor people do or southerners do. It's thing that Americans do, and you have to acknowledge that. And so, like, I agree with you. Like, there's a cult of burn. Of course, there is. There's a cult around every, you know, basically every fucking politician in America, except for I think fucking like what's his name, Pete Buttigieg. I mean, he seems all right actually. You know, I mean, more or less, he's not gonna win, but he seems all right. So, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's like there's like five dudes who are super into Pete Buttigieg. Good for him. Um, uh, yeah, but he'll be like, lucky if he makes it to the debate stage. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Like, what a shit? What they going shoot your shot, fam? <laughs> what, what's the worst that could happen? You could, only, you're only going to kill a man, uh, but like no, like, like I think that's the issue, right? That's the issue. No one really wants to acknowledge, like that these like negative personality traits. or Rather, I put this way, people aren't that different you know, more or less, like, if you be are socialized in the same society, you're going to have a lot of overlapping, you know, personality traits uh, and, like, in social tendencies. And so the people who argue online all the time, irrespective of whatever, like, their particular leaning on an issue is, are the same type of person, right? They're the same, like, because, like, you know, Twitter, like people who use Twitter extreme a lot, are the same kind of person, like irrespective mm. of their ideology. That might make people upset, but it's like no, no, no matter how you ended up being a, a communist or socialist or or like or a Republican or Libertarian, the fact that you're on Twitter all the time means that you have a lot of overlapping personality traits. You're probably competitive. You're probably com- competitive. You're probably combative. You probably don't take criticism well. Uh, <laughs> like you like you probably don't read enough. It's like so like and, and so like acknowledge that like a lot of those things are like just personality traits and not ideological things is it's worthwhile. Um and I agree with you uh, as a second point thing, like, right? Think like, a lot of people who are like and I guess this is the part where you know we talk about like Bernie, it specifically and like sort of leave what else out like you know, a lot of people for me personally Bernie's foreign policy is a problem, 100%. Like you know, like yeah. it will get people killed, 100%. And he and even furthermore, he's not even where I need him to be. Forgetting about like race and reparations all their fucking bullshit people are touting out for whatever reason now. Uh, probably uh, – like whatever. I guess because of Black History Month. Uh, well, it's a bone know, for like- Kamala Harris. Kamala has access to blackness and therefore her
2: opinions on reparations are going to be seen – as more valid, same with Cory Booker, which is a way to undermine Bernie's other positions. <laughs> even no all she did <laughs> is
0: she just said reparations. There's a, a Grio, I think, uh, interview with her where she basically says, no, I'm not going to do anything that just helps black people. I'm talking about basically the exact same types of policies that Bernie's talking about. But then you have to believe that she's actually going to do anything to make them happen. But she is don't even blackness, like, so it's OK.
1: Yeah. Niggas don't even like Kamala Harris. Like Kamala Harris indexes That's... blackness for like, like, for white people. Like, white, like, they, like these folks, like, I and so, like, I don't say, I can't say she indexes, she does it for white people, but, like, white people are the primary, like, consumers of her type of blackness, and they're the ones who are using it to, like, uh, like advance their social standing amongst other groups. Like, voting for, like, Kamala Harris for me doesn't do shit for me. It's just like, like, personally speaking, it's like, I can't go to my white friends and go, like, I voted for Kamala Harris, like, what the fuck, like, that's like a white person thing. Like, like you know, like, her doing her little rap guru, it's like, it's like to, it's so that, like, white people can get street cred for voting for her. And so they can, like, like so she can feel that she's ethnic enough for, like, white people to be cool and pro-black to support her, but, like, not too ethnic to, like, be off-putting for white people. White people can use blackness or their proximity to blackness or their knowledge of black things or, you know, whatever, the negrophilia rather, to advance themselves within white and liberal spaces. You know, liberal spaces generally, white spaces like more accurately. Uh, because like, like there is a, a coolness attached to blackness. Black people can also use their blackness to advance themselves in liberal spaces if they're willing to moderate that blackness in favor of like, and, you know, using their narratives to, you know, further the status. Status quo, like hey, you know, I'm going to critique the system, you know, you know, for like in terms of like I, I want all inclusive nationalism, I like I want like multiracial imperial, I want multiracial imperialism, you know, like I also want to own slaves. Right, it's not that Kamala Harris has access to black spaces. It's that like Kamala Harris, I don't want Kamala Harris to have ownership of blackness in people's Mine. minds. Like I don't want her to become an arbiter. At least I just don't want a fucking white people to become an arbiter of what constitutes authentic blackness. Like when people go, oh, of course black people put like you know anyone who knows real black people know that they put like hot sauce on their greens. It's like what the fuck are you talking about? I don't even like greens.
0: Yeah, I don't want to read that and then see the Abbey and it's some white woman with like three cats in her Abbey and it's just like I don't need that in my life. I don't and, like, need that.
1: Like and that's the real problem with. <laughs> like Kamala Harris and Clinton too like people feel like black by association it's just it, like they, they feel like they support Kamala Harris and they become like black by association like that because the democratic party views itself as like the party of you know hip young women of color which is like which is why they which is why they you know which is why like your rank and file or maybe not your like fucking like Dianne Feinstein or like fucking you know Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer they don't like able OC or your Cardi B or your Elon, you know your Elon Omar or your Ayanna Presley or you know any of like the sort of the new wave of like black of, of, like, of like, or an like innocent
0: like, innocent ten year old pleading for her life, yeah. Didn't you? Or, like, or like or
1: like you know or Tulsi <laughs> or Tulsi Gabbard, like like this like this relative like you know it's like this new wave of Democrat of of young Democratic urban uh professional woman who like who's like sassy and I you know, sassy is kind of like offensive, but like you know what I'm trying to say like they're like they're um you know like they're like they're quick with the clap back on Twitter. You no, like like you know they, they kind of dominate the landscape it's like people like your, your everyday rank-and-file liberal wants to believe like that's what the democratic party is like the mm. party of like young sassy women of color who like you know who like aren't afraid to tell those re- white republican men go fuck themselves like that's what they want to believe the party is that's not democratic party it's like that. that, like, that yeah. That's not at like not, not at the decision making level. Not at the sort of the ideological level. This like the, you know, AOC is closer to Bernie Sanders than she is to like Chuck Schumer. Of course she is. Like, you know. Like but like, but they like those people. No, they like AOC and Cardi B and all other shit, like irrespective of their politics, like because like they fit like what the Democratic Party wants to believe to be true about itself, like but it's not true, right? And no, when it comes they, down, they, to they like, mistake
0: they mistake like ninety five percent of Black people voting for Democrats for the par- Democratic Party being ninety five percent Black. It's like that's that's not, know, <laughs> or rather like or
1: rather representing the Black interests or like being yeah, hip exactly. or like or, or like or like being intrinsic with Black culture. It's like so like they feel like anyone who exists outside the Democratic Party must in fact be like a white male, and so if you criticize the Democratic Party, well, like that means by necessity, like if you're outside that party, well, you know this is the party of people of color. So yeah, this
0: is where they they all vote for us. So we must. This this must be where it's at. (laughs) The other ones part... are just even trying to kill us, hard, or trying to kill us even harder. That's
1: like. <laughs> and so Kamala Harris has convinced like an entire swath of like white people that they're in fact black, and like that's mm-hmm. that's the troubling part to me. Uh, you know, this might sound like vaguely reactionary, and I, I don't mind. I'll be the bad guy. I'm the bad guy <laughs> every episode. I don't give a shit. It's just like the issue with her, and even as I, I would say, like whenever we, you know, whatever we have conversations like this, and that people don't seem to be able to like extricate like the. Name. Narratives of individual people of color or marginalized people from like the realities of fucking like structural oppression. It's like so. What they want to do is they want to make the they want to be able to pick and choose what narratives they use to define what like racism is or what sexism is or what anti semitism is or what like homophobia is. And what they do is they pick the the narratives that are most amenable to their worldview already. So it's like so yeah. I think like, oh like you have a you know you have a narrative about racism that just fits snugly in with the idea of capitalism and neoliberalism. You know, isn't, isn't that great? You know, like, isn't it funny how, like, you know, your view of what racism is, is basically, like, doesn't implicate me at all. You know, like, it, it doesn't challenge my worldview in any real way. And, like, that's, like, that's the, like, that's the troubling aspect of this.
0: Well, I just want to zoom in a little bit onto the, the like, the triggering event of the, the picture. And then Kamala Harris goes on, uh you know, whatever that Trevor Noah show and, uh you know, describes it and, like, basically real-time rewrites history as to why what happened and why it happened and uh like there's a lot of different ideas about what transpired there but for me it seems as though like that it to me it looks like uh, along with all the things that you just pointed out which i think are very important and uh kind of uh, on a larger scale i think in the immediate aftermath what i saw is a bunch of Uh, former Hillary supporters that went to supporting Kamala Harris, basically what they saw was confirmation of everything that they thought they that would happen. Oh, you know, now Kamala Harris isn't black enough or isn't this enough for these Bernie bros. And, you know, and and like without fail, there will be some obnoxious Bernie bro doing something that basically represents what they're saying, but is in the minority of a lot of other people that are saying, you know, uh, something more like uh, on point. And, and and it's really frustrating.
1: But I said this before, though. It's just like, and I, and I stand by this. This is, I don't have any proof of this, but I, except for like what you can derive from statistical evidence, it's just mm-hmm. like. But like white liberal people like that are a hundred per a hundred percent convinced that like black people. Wholesale do not like Bernie Sanders. Not will not not will vote for him, but like but hate them as much as they do. And he's only liked by like obnoxious white men and like you know you know or more or less obnoxious white people generally speaking because that's their social circle. It's like their social circle is obnoxious white people, and it's just like but. And this is going to be like high level shit. It's just like they are okay with them being obnoxious as long as they're obnoxious with the same thing that they like. It's like they mm-hmm. don't recognize, like, it's like white people, what white people are recognizing in the quote unquote Bernie bro, you know, it's like this, like, sort of white male, white female, annoying white person archetype is white privilege and like white smugness about an issue that they finally disagree about it's just like, right, all, it's like, it's like it's like that's what they're recognizing it's like they're recognizing the same like because these people like these people are their friends they navigate their social circles or like they're one step removed from the circles. it's like they, they exist at the same parties they, they might not be someone they hang out with all the time but they exist at the same parties they exist at. or, or if you want to make a, like a twitter like a twitter analogy it's like they may not follow them but they follow somebody that follows them it's Mm -hmm. like you know like they write in the magazines that like they read it's like they're the voices that they would normally consider to be important because like they fit the demographics of the people that they consider to be important but they have a schism and that schism is like a a maybe you know more or less a large political difference and that is like and that's fucking blowing their minds because what they're recognizing is that white people are fucking annoying it's like they're like it's like they're aggressive. Right. They don't listen. They're like they're rude. Aggressively like, they're, and
0: proudly ignorant. Sometimes they're, that's they're, one of the big like, ones. Like,
1: it's like they delude themselves about how much they fucking know. And like mm. the, this is not an issue about the demographics of Bernie's supporters. This is an an issue about the demographics of of like the people like these people hang out with it's just like but for like the bernie issue they probably agree with like the the, the quote-unquote bernie bro scenario like this like this archetypical bernie bro of like annoying white male are probably just like just their fucking friends it's like mm. they're their they were their friends up until 2015 then they finally disagreed on something and now it's like oh it turns out that white that like that like that white entitlement shit is annoying like, like it turns out <laughs> that like the fact that white people will over talk you and not listen is actually annoying it's like you know it's like it's like the same thing happens when white women attribute certain characteristics to white men and it's actually just how white people behave you're like oh no mm-hmm. it's like it's like this isn't how like white men behave this is how white people behave but you can identify it in people who don't look like you or I mean who who don't look like you but who like who don't share your exact worldview it's like but they have the exact same personality because they've been socialized in more or less the same environment it's like we're not talking about like poor white people who are Bernie supporters or like black people who are Bernie supporters we're talking like more or less like middle class white people who like who like share like the exact same kind of horizontal slice of society as they do who they just happen to disagree with about something like i i arguably you can say something about like about certain about certain um about certain trump supporters too it's like 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 these are your neighbors these are the people who are at your party like, this is like we're not talking about a demographic issue more or less with bernie supporters you're talking about a demographic issue with your friends and it's just like mm-hmm. and like well, and you're extrapolating that out because you lack self-awareness and it's like you know it's, it's a very it's a habit that people who have a lot of faith in themselves develop where like most people develop beliefs based on their experiences and they think they're developing them based on like fucking science and shit like in logic and shit but really it's just like oh every like every person who I meet who likes like who likes Bernie is a piece of shit. Um and so that must mean people who like Bernie's a piece of shit, as opposed to like, oh, the people who I hang out with are pieces of shit and I only recognize them when they say when they when they're being <laughs> pieces of shit to me. It's just like, <laughs> right. like, like it's just like it's like I maintain that like honestly, these people just don't have enough black friends. Like like right, I mean like statistically that pans out like if, you know if if let's say I think the the, the, the that Harvard study showed that like what sixty seven percent of black people like think favorably of Bernie. Totally milk statement, right? It's like that basically means that like if you you know what five black people intimately there is uh there's at least three-fifths of them should like Bernie. And, you know right. like more or less. Like they shouldn't be talking constant shit about him society is mostly segregated on two lines right racially and on education it's like so 70 i think what 75 or more percent of people have entirely monochromatic social groups mm-hmm. and then like another another large majority of people tend to only hang out with people who have the same level of academic Achievements they do, which of course is like more like college degree and up. Not like you know, not like you PhDs only here with PhDs, master's degree. You think more like Mm. you have a college degree. Most of your friends have college degrees, and so what you're talking about, people saying, okay, well, I know, rather people like extrapolating out their social circumstances to like to be generally true about the general population, and like not realizing it, like oh, like no, my sample is skewed it's like yeah, my it, sample is so skewed because like these are my friends more or less
0: well and, and especially as you get into like as journalists became further and further removed especially when you talk about like tv journalists where they're making six seven figure salaries uh, they're so far removed it's like the only black people that get there are the ones that have been essentially sycophantic to whiteness like they they had to uh you know basically in or uh you know in some way... uh be a representation of something that emboldens white supremacy overall in the capitalist system like you don't get to hang out with other millionaires and billionaires like with other millionaires other than maybe some like athletes and, and some and, and fame you know the entertainment generally is like the, so the black sample that you're talking about like you said yeah it, it's like if, if they even have any black friends or if, if uh, like then so they say oh you know my three black friends Joy Reed and you know uh, this other one is uh, they're all talking about uh, <laughs> talking shit about Bernie it's like you don't really go ahead
1: no it's like, it's like right. Like, like that black person you follow on twitter is not your friend it's just like and, it's like, and like you only you probably only follow them because they agree with you it's like we're talking about like you know people who would who would integrate themselves into your social circle naturally you know because right. like because you because you live around them or you work with them or you hear or you're fucking them it's just like people you follow on twitter are self-selected you know mm-hmm. more or less you know like people you watch on TV are self selected so if you're seeing things that you don't like or that you like or like that you agree with it's because you choose to see them right and so it becomes like a weird confirmation bias and like I agree with you too Richard is the media selects for people who have critiques of the system that like can be easily integrated into it it's mm-hmm. just like and and then you can and then you can like portray those critiques as though like they're bro- like as though like they are they are just like the they are the totality of critiques of everyone of that of that race so i mean someone asked me a question it's like okay well what do i think of you know i know what do i think of like black people you know people who like black people on twitter and who write the media who don't like bernie so like you're like you're bacardi sellers right (laughs) um it's just like well i mean that depends right depends on how fucking self-aware they are it's just like some of them are just like they're just they're just right wing you know for whatever reason right and some of them are right wing you know they that may be how they were raised I, I can't you know speak to like what makes them you know centrist or center right or f- even far right i can't speak to why ben Carson's a fucking a fucking weirdo like, that, 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 there's lots of reasons it could be there's social reasons for that there's psychological reasons for that there's cultural reasons like that that's uh, unknowable uh, mm-hmm. some of them are just like fucking like craven I mean not craven fucking some of them are just shameless right they know they know that this is the way for them to get on tv in their careers like, they they they, they, just, like, they just they know that in order to they know that they can weaponize their blackness to make a quick buck, and the same way that you know there are more than a few black grift like black grifter Republicans who know that hey, being a professional black friend makes is a is a good is a good deal, you know like that it's like an it's it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an easy a
0: buck. Great, being a good grifter can make you president one day. That, it could make mean, you that, president one day. That's the lesson in twenty sixteen. And,
1: and I, I would I would also say you know like the. the i i don't deny that probably a lot of media outlets launder their fucking like hottest bernie takes through black writers because then they can portray them as like a race issue and not an economic issue they like, think so we can become like oh yeah i'm gonna launder this i'm gonna launder this article about how Bernie's the worst person in the fucking world through like i don't know uh joy Ann reed because that makes it like that makes it not seem like that makes it more bulletproof it makes it seem mm-hmm. like he's an enemy of marginalized people. This is coming from like a marginalized person, when it's really just like, no, like she just wants to job. And also, I, I will I'll, and I, like the third issue is too. It's like I don't deny that some of them probably think that they are like a good insight into the black community. You know, mm-hmm. they probably recognize that yeah, black people aren't a monolith. But like my experiences as a black person make me uniquely situated to actually talk about blackness and how it manifests in America. It's like, does it really? it's like you know a lot of black people don't have black friends <laughs> It's just like, a lot, like a lot of people are like a lot of black I mean I went to a, a stage in my life where I didn't really have a lot of black friends mm-hmm. you know I, I, when, I, when I went to like an all oh, like when I went, I went to a college in Ohio I didn't have a lot of black friends I was a lot of people's only black friend and it's just like mm-hmm. that's terrible for them and terrible for me because like it gives mm-hmm. them like it gives them an excuse it gives them skewed perspective of what like of what blackness is actually like
3: mm-hmm. All that I wanted was my self-respect. I never got it, so now i feel crazy. My confidence left and now I can't muster the courage to get the fuck out of the house. So nobody's allowed it. Beside it, the mind it is insecure, man, but I don't understand how you feel you relate to me. Maybe it's not what you thought, cause you do not live in my position. Efficiently finding a bottle of pills. Effectively forcing myself to ingest. I'm under test. I used to speak with the law. Pray for forgiveness of sins. Relieving the stress. Well, fuck it, I'm over my man I don't have time to think about a religion. For instance, I live like sin, a terrible sinner. Sarcastic assassin, He asked for peace and I promise to change it. You let me be free, but I bet that you won't. I consider restraints and I'm anxious. I make it to I should be alone. I don't want interruptions. I turn off my phone so I shut off the lights and I pull in the blinds and I sit and reflect up my second and time when I saw that nobody was there for me. Luckily, I had myself and that's all that I needed. Proceeded to in the silence, of silence, I'm in isolation, no people around me. I'm drowning and hoping that shit will get better. I wanna be happy. I used to be positive, but it was life that was beating me down. By the time I'm mature, I'm preferring the negative. I'm at the point that I'm planning my funeral service. I'm sure that I probably won't make it. I got no love in my heart, I am And Do not approach, me. don't ever mistake it. I'm as a mystic and passing out hatred. I can't recall when I went through the changes. I read the death that I received is pain. It's on the front page of the news. I was famous. It's and crazy that you get attention the day that you die But the rest of your life is just filled up with this Shall we indulge in the rest of our vices Material woes that we do not need It's so to kill myself several times But well, I finally so what this life is about Is the reason I die why you coming at me? I've already seen, just heard the commercial come out to the scene. So showing your face to these people that could give a fuck about you and your personal being. I know that you're feeling alone. We could take that and we'll make it a catalyst. Capitalizing of your lack of happiness. That's a distraction that no one will see. Don't you want money and lots of attention? Attempting to tell you into a distraction. A dollar, someone worker to spend on some new medication. The therapy sessions is given to you. You're coming anew. Cause you want the man that they all wanna be. And I'm certain that you will to comfortably right at the time when nobody could touch you. And now your perspective becoming disgusting. You got everything, but you feel like you're nothing. You want empty inside, but you wanna release. Sub mutilation. With a grit said, hell Mary, I'm hoping to be more mentally stable so that I can breathe. and need some help, and I truly believe my life is in shambles. I cannot reprieve when I talk to a priest. And they'll tell me to say, The omnipotent, we have not spoken in years. And I lost a connection to you, weapons of us, I connections. I don't have no money supporting your services. You're not a soldier for Christ or a leader for God. I can see the deceit in your Roger and never admit like I am, but you find you a hustle that's gonna pay all of your bills. So my nigga be real, cause my soul is deluded. So what should I do? Can you tell me the truth? And don't say, Repent my time it was spent on nothing but ignorance. I need a razor blade so I can finish it. I am indifferent distant and different inside of. Myself, I cannot see what I'm made of. I'm taking a whole lot of shit, but I don't anymore. You pay attention for what is it all? It's so legendary, it needs a folklore. But you fall in love with it, then you want more. But this is something that you cannot afford. It don't have a price. I just want love, honesty, passion, and all the above. Is that too much to ask? Gotta move forward, can't live in the past. Stuck in the pressure, can't get on my ass, and I'm tense as a bitch. I can never relax, but I'm ready to die. See that as a fag love. Fuck. Opposite about about it. This was